Welcome to The Bipod, a podcast about all things bisexual. I'm Evan, and my pronouns are they and them. And I'm Christina. My pronouns are she and her. We define bisexuality as experiencing attraction to people who share your gender identity and to those who don't. We welcome anyone who has any kind of relationship with or curiosity about queerness. The Bipod is an ad-free, community-supported podcast. You can support us for as little as $2 a month. To join the community or get more information about the podcast, visit patreon.com slash the bipod. This podcast is one piece of the long history of bisexual and queer discourse. We don't know everything. At all. We're here to be part of the conversation. Let's get into it. Christina. Um, we reside in Long Beach, California. We do. Yeah. Which is, in the grand scheme of things, not too far from West Covina, California. I mean, distance is relative. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. For instance, I would say that we live near the beach. Mm-hmm. And um, some people might say that West Covina is near the beach, but that's a lie. <laughs> it's two hours without traffic four hours with and there is always traffic yeah but you know (laughs) (laughs) but sure yeah Mm -hmm. um (laughs) but dear dear listeners we are talking about west covina today because we are talking about crazy ex-girlfriend she's the crazy ex-girlfriend blam (laughs) (laughs) killer timing um yeah, if you haven't seen the show before, we might sing some random little things that you won't know. We promise we won't be. I'm not going to sing. This is not much. a musical episode of the bipod. Yeah. Though that would be fun one day. <laughs> a musical. Um, a sing along. But not today. We'll not just, today. you know. It's not that day. Um, but yeah, we're talking about the show Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Um, I'm so excited. I love this show. Um, I hadn't seen it since I was in grad school, which was several years ago. It was before pandemic, so it feels like it was um, one million years ago. Um, but I got to rewatch the first season in the last couple of weeks, and uh, what a delight. Yeah, I you have rewatched a little bit more of it now than I have, but um, my primary impression on rewatching it was this show is actually funnier than I remember yes. it being. Yeah. <laughs> like I remembered it as funny, but actually like it is hilarious. It's so funny. <laughs> um, we have just been giggling, like trying to get our act together to be able to record for you all. Yeah. Because it's so funny. As I have been watching just like every single scene, I just want to send to Christina as a text <laughs> message. Cause I'm like, when this thing happens, when this, when they make this joke, <laughs> it's so good um so yeah the show came out like many years ago so if you haven't seen it what are you doing um you should go watch it um there will be some spoilers because um it's not new yeah um but honestly i know what happens in the show because i've watched it and i still forgot a lot of things that i'm still enjoying a rewatch so yes there is there is much to enjoy it's yeah it's not like a I was going to say it's not plot heavy, which isn't quite the correct way to phrase it, because there's a lot of plot happening, but it's not like it's not a mystery or something. It's not like it's not like the first season of Game of Thrones, if you know what I mean. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Um, he dies. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Evan. <laughs> this is the Biopod After Dark. We are we're goofy and you know what it is. I think people like goofiness. Evan says that they're not so sure, but sound off. Let us know. Every like time I'm like, I don't know if anyone's going to want to listen to this. Christina's like, the people like it. I'm like, which people? Me. <laughs> Christina. <sighs> um, but it is really hard to talk about the show without being a little bit silly because it's a very silly show. Um, yeah, it's just so good. Um, the show is hilarious, as we've discussed. It's so, so, so funny. Um, but it is also very... Um, smart like it gets into a lot of like deep territory lots of different topics which we'll get into um we're today mostly going to talk about the first season um because that's what is the freshest in our mind um and we're mostly going to talk about um the queerness on the show um but we love the show so we're also going to talk about other stuff um yeah but yeah there's just there's something there for everybody it's a musical what's not to love yeah and it um Similar to the way that Jane the Virgin both was a telenovela and also was commenting on and making fun of telenovelas, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend is a musical and also it is making is poking fun at musicals for sure and yeah. like commenting on the structure of musicals. Like I remember Rachel Bloom hearing her talk in an interview about like in the first episode, all of the songs, like she sings the songs, and then the very last song, like Paula joins her in a duet. But progressively, the other characters on the show start to sing, like independent of Rebecca, mm-hmm. um, because Rebecca comes to town and she like brings this magic with her which is a thing that happens in musicals like some stranger shows Mm -hmm. up and now everyone has their lives have been thrown into disarray and they just have to sing about it yeah and they just have to do the choreography yeah (laughs) so it's using like the conventions of musicals and then also like every song on the show is done in a different and like particular musical style Mm -hmm. so some of them are like a musical number um but there's also like a song that is absolutely a play on billy joel where there's like a lot of vigorous piano playing and we get like a drinking song and hair metal like um and they really band yes um and they really like commit to the style and the sort of trope yeah of the given genre in a really brilliant way like if you're someone that um likes music sort of as a thing there is a lot to appreciate in this show yeah the devil works hard but the composers of crazy ex-girlfriend work harder (laughs) it's so good (laughs) Um, I've been rewatching it with my partner sometimes watching it. Like he's just, um, he falls asleep whenever the TV's on. He just can't help it. So he keeps waking up in the middle of like a song about UTIs or something. And he's a bit confused and it's very funny. Um, it's a very out of the box show. 
yeah um but yeah the i think it's worthwhile to give the general like inciting incident premise which is that um rebecca bunch is a uh, high-powered lawyer trying to make partner in new york city and she's like stressed out and unhappy and she goes outside um having some kind of panic attack situation um she's yeah, a little menti b little menti b say yeah yeah we hear we know about you know yeah what the youth are talking about now mm-hmm. having him in tv um and <laughs> she's about to get partner i think at this firm which should be exciting but she's freaking out and she goes outside and runs into josh chan who was her boyfriend from uh at summer camp summer when camp, they were theater 16. camp i think no i think it was just a r- josh wouldn't go to it <laughs> <laughs> it was just a regular summer camp oh, okay. where she did theater at yeah. the camp one of those you know Oh, yeah. They have everything there. Yeah, yeah. I think you're (laughs) right. Yeah. Um, When she was 16, they like dated at camp for a summer. And then that was it. And And she was really obsessed with him. And it seems like he wasn't really that into her. Yeah. (laughs) He, with the timelines, it seems like he had a girlfriend. Maybe they were like on a break at the same time. That's the whole thing. Yeah. Anyways, um, he's been living in New York, but he's going to move back home to West Covina. Um, and so she decides that that's a sign to pick up and move also to West Covina. Yes. There's this running joke about this like butter ad that she keeps <laughs> seeing. And the ad is like, when is the last time that you were happy? Mm-hmm. And the last time that Rebecca can remember being happy was at summer camp with Josh. Mm-hmm. And so she's like, this is my, this is a sign. This is my ticket to be happy again. But then she like insists like, I didn't move here for him. Yeah, that that would be crazy. And yeah. I'm not crazy. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's the inciting incident. She gets to town. Um, she meets Greg, um, who is Josh's friend. Everybody is Josh's friend, apparently. <laughs> um, and Josh's girlfriend, Valencia, that he's been with for 15 years since high school. Um, and her neighbor, Heather, who's great. And white Josh. Um, who... Yeah. Is also named Josh, and he's called White Josh because he looks just like Josh, except he's white. Yeah. Why Joe? Why Joe? Um, <laughs> iconic. Yeah. Um, she gets a job at um, Daryl Whitefeather's uh, law, law firm, firm. Um, and tells everybody that she got a really good job offer, um, but she didn't. She, like, called him and was like, I'll work for you for very little money. And then she's in West Covina. Um and that's the first, I don't know, 15 minutes of the show. So, yeah, that's the premise. Um, she first arrives in West Covina and finds it very magical mm-hmm. in a way that is really hilarious because she's excited about, like, nothing. She's like, that's a cool-looking anime wig. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I love shows that, like, are consciously set in Southern California because I am also consciously set in Southern California. Um, and I don't have like a, a particularly, I have a couple of friends from West Covina. I don't have like a super personal relationship with West Covina. Um, but there's a lot of like specific jokes that like, I think if you're not from SoCal, you can probably ascertain like what you're supposed to think about the town and kind of where yeah. it's situated or whatever. But it's particularly funny for us. And yeah. I appreciate that. Our have you if you haven't seen the show our our bit at the beginning is is a 
a call out to the show, a nod to the show, because Rebecca says that she moved to West Covina because she wanted to be near the beach. Mm-hmm. And uh, not it's near not the near beach. the beach. <laughs> <laughs> Should have moved to Long Beach. Um, but Josh Chan is right. in Long Beach. Mm-hmm. But she didn't move here for him. No. She got a great job um, offer from Daryl Whitefeather. Yeah. For his West Covina firm. um yeah so we talked a little bit about um the show kind of begins with a mentee b um and mental health is um a theme that is very prevalent in the show Mm -hmm. um we see rebecca go through um a lot yeah well and at the beginning she's on a bunch of unnamed medications which upon arriving to west covina she pours down her garbage disposal yeah as one does yeah the same garbage garbage disposal she later stuffs chicken into so she has an <laughs> excuse for josh to come over and then he brings white josh and white josh is like rebecca you can't put a chicken in there um like he's educating her which is very funny yeah oh i love white joe <laughs> he's great he's so good um yeah so we see her especially kind of like going through it um later in the show she is diagnosed with borderline personality disorder um and there's a lot kind of like written about that portrayal um that i think is interesting um generally speaking i would say that the show like all the different kind of themes and identities and stuff that it explores like the writers did their homework pretty well like we'll talk about that a little bit later with some of the queer things but i would say like i feel comfortable recommending the show to people i think that it like while it is very very funny um it handles these big things uh pretty well my the in a lot of ways i feel like the humor the humor feels like it was written by someone with experience of yeah. these things um i do not have borderline personality disorder i just have a host of other mm-hmm. things that we don't need to get into <laughs> and the like the way the show it is very thoughtful about these things and also it like jokes about them but in a way that doesn't feel like it's not making fun of mental illness. It's uh, it's sort of making fun of the, ex- like the way that it feels as a person. Yeah, who's like, I'm doing a hand motion yeah. that I like. Evans like <laughs> frantically waving their hands around. Well, I think it's like what we talked about um earlier in the season with um single drunk female. Yes. Where it's like there's a lot of jokes about alcoholism and sobriety, but not at the expense of people who are sober. Yes. Yeah. Um, Which is an important distinction. Yes. It's it's when a person who lives with mental illness is like, wow, this is making me feel crazy. Yeah. And what that. Yeah. What that looks like brings up. Yeah, absolutely. Um. It's just so good. Yeah. I'm just like thinking about like different scenes. I'm like, and then there's this one. Like, I want to just tell you the whole show. That <laughs> I, I want to just describe everything yeah. that happens on the show. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I really appreciate it. I remember um, the first time that I watched it feeling like um, it was one of the first shows that I saw somebody depict particularly, like especially and particularly a woman with these kinds of mental health issues in a mm-hmm. way that did not feel like we are gawking at her or that she sort of dismissed like the crazy ex-girlfriend um 
title is sort of like self-aware tongue-in-cheek yes um the theme song in the first season each season they have a different they do a different take on the theme song but in the first season um other characters like she's the crazy ex-girlfriend and she's like that you can't call like that's a demeaning (laughs) term you can't um and is sort of like defending herself um in a context where it's like that does seem unhinged yeah yeah (laughs) yeah yeah um and we talked a little bit um off mic about this like there are a lot of things chosen the show that I'm like that is very far from the realm of anything that I have ever considered doing but there are some things that I'm like ah, I've been closer to that than I would have liked to be <laughs> well and I think sometimes <laughs> it's like the spirit of the thing yes even if it's not, so like there is an episode where someone wears a like camera microphone brooch on their clothing uh-huh. and um I don't I don't think you know I would totally do that for you, though. <laughs> I totally would. Um, I don't think we would seek that option out, we'll yeah, say. We'll see. But I would be like, okay, so Christina, I'm going to need you to, like, give me a recap of, like, every yeah. moment of, like, yeah. what's happening. Um, but in that case, wouldn't it just be more efficient for me to wear an owl pin? <laughs> I mean, yes. Yeah. Um, I also think some of it is, so it, Rebecca has a friend, Paula, who, like, especially in the first season is very involved in her like trying to get with Josh Chan um like puts a location device under Josh's mom's car (laughs) like yeah all kinds of stuff and um I think that like showing her doing those things like with someone else like not isolating her is part of what um yes there I mean if we just literally name all the things um it's absolutely stalking but yes in the context of the show it's not like malicious yeah or like yeah it's, and it's josh is like is responsive <laughs> yeah it's very interesting um i think like just generally we're talking a lot about rebecca but um even like josh has this long-term girlfriend that like we're clearly really not supposed to like from the very beginning um she stays on the show even you know into the third season um she's still a character it's it's like well, and she's like more and more humanized as exactly. we get to know her. But in the beginning, she's like, she's the skinny, mean yoga teacher yeah. girlfriend. Um, but I think even like she's a good example because we're clearly like trope wise supposed to not like her. But pretty early, even in the first season, she like is humanized. I think that the show is very fair to all of the characters. Like there's yeah people who do unlikable things. Pretty much everyone does at least one unlikable thing. <laughs> Most of them do many unlikable things, um, but they all um, get to have depth. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's all fair to them. Yeah. I think. Um, so show's great for many reasons. Um, one of those reasons is that we have three canonically bisexual characters. Yeah. Also several characters that are like the vibe is queer. Yeah. 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 Um, we are mostly today going to talk about Daryl because yes. um, he gets a song. Uh, <laughs> Boy, does he get a song. Boy, does he. Um, Daryl is um, Rebecca's boss. Yeah. And he's recently divorced from a woman, <laughs> uh, which he makes sure everyone knows. Um, and he has a daughter and he's sort of like figuring out divorced dad stuff. He starts with the show is very kind of like 
I'm so sad and I'm not sure what yeah. to do and my life is all, you know, whatever. And he then he has a mustache, which I feel like is important to like if you picture yeah. goofy dad with mustache. Yeah. That's sterile. Yeah. Um his daughter has pet snails <laughs> and he like knows all their names and like connects with her. They're sweet. all like pop culture. They're like yeah. um S- Iggy snail. a snail, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so good um snailer swift yeah snailer swift um but he meets uh white josh mm-hmm. um because white josh is a trainer at his gym and Dylan's like oh my god is that josh i can't remember his last name um and rebecca's like white josh oh yeah that's him and then he's like oh, that's a trainer do you think he's taking new clients and rebecca's <laughs> like i don't know i don't really know him <laughs> um so they meet they immediately connect daryl like hosts uh this elaborate party that he pretends was going to be casual so that he can hang out with white josh um or i think maybe like to hang out with friends and is very excited that white josh is there and then as white josh is leaving after like helping him clean up and stuff he kisses daryl on the cheek and daryl is like what was that that was so (laughs) weird what do we do and then later daryl like mentions it to josh and he's like when's the last time that that I saw you and he's like oh at your house and Daryl's like no but specifically and why Josh is like when I kissed you on the cheek and he's like yeah was that like a European thing or something and why Josh is like no I'm gay (laughs) 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 and Daryl's like I didn't know that no one told me that and why Josh is like well everyone knows (laughs) Uh, and he's like well they should call you like gay Josh and white Josh is like well, they don't call Greg straight Greg. It's very funny. Um, there's a mix- miscommunication that um, it's actually really not a miscommunication, but um, white Josh thought Daryl was gay. Yeah. And Daryl's like, no, no, I'm not gay. I procreated. You can't. Do I had a wife. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, OK, um, come to find out. Daryl is bisexual. Yeah. Um, Which goes- I mean. <laughs> It wasn't a mystery by the time he started yeah. being excited about why Joe. Yeah. You pretty much immediately are like, they're going to bone. Yeah. Pretty much as soon as you see them on screen together. But Daryl doesn't know that. Yeah. You get to see okay. him go on that yeah. journey. <laughs> he goes to a group exercise class and there's like people in front of him and he's like looking at a girl's butt and then looking at a guy's butt and being like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Kira Knightley Orlando Blue. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's so special to get to see someone live that in real time. <laughs> it really is. Um, but yeah, he comes to terms with the, with that and um, tells White Josh that he likes him and he wants to go on a date, but that he wants to go on a date like not in West Covina, basically. Um, and White Josh is like, you know, I respect that you're, you know, you're going to do your own thing and I want you to be comfortable, but like, I'm not going to go back in the closet for anybody under any circumstances um and so they like don't date for a bit and then he announces it um or daryl like announces it um more proudly he's like ready and then he tells his co-workers <laughs> in a delightful anthem yes he he calls an all staff meeting mm-hmm. to tell <laughs> them that he is a bisexual so then he, we have this great musical number i'm get 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 getting by yes um and it's like uh oh i can't think it's like 
like yacht rock yeah um he's wearing like a popped collar like it's all by pride colors yeah it's it's just so good yeah um (laughs) it's so good and actually um the we'll put a link to this article in the show notes we'll put a link to an article that kind of talks about a little bit in more detail but um the show writers actually reached out to glad um to hire a representative to educate them about like bisexual stereotypes um because as they're writing the song they wanted to speak to them but not lean into them unconsciously um and so in the song it's like you know i'm not a slut um just because i'm bisexual um i take a while to get to warm up and get to know you (laughs) um (laughs) and it's like i'm not just gay i'm not just straight i'm bi for life yeah Um, i'm not confused yeah and it's I don't have the confused blues or something like that. Yeah. The scene is also very funny because like Daryl is just like really living his bliss. Yeah. Doing this song <laughs> and his coworkers are like, why, why is this <laughs> happening? <laughs> and then at the end, he's like, are you guys weirded out that I'm bisexual? Come on. And they're like, no, it's just weird that you called a meeting about it, <laughs> which is reasonable. He is their boss. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so good. And then he and Y. Joe have this adorable relationship. Um, and something that, like, they don't get into it a ton, but I really related to is that um, on their, their first date, Y. Josh is like, I feel like this is kind of intense because Daryl's like, I can't wait to introduce you to my coworkers and all this stuff. And he's like, I mean, we, like, kissed twice. This is our first date. Like, this is new for you. You should like go on a dating site because it was not an app yet. You know, you should go on a dating site, like see what's out there, explore yourself. There, there were, there were dating apps, Christina. Oh, okay. <laughs> wow. And season one, I don't know. Yes. What year did the show come out? Do you know? Um. So I watched this show. I think a little bit behind when it first started airing, but I watched it the first year at my job which was seven and a half years ago and we had tinder when i was in college before that oh, i know that was ye olden days that was but ye olden days mm, i'm still in my 20s i wouldn't know <laughs> i wasn't there maybe daryl would not have been yeah. on the apps but they did exist <laughs> okay well that's nice i'm glad that you all had that in your time yeah <laughs> Back in the dark ages. Back in the dark ages. Um, I mean, you probably only had Tinder. And um, you know what? We can't even get into it. It doesn't matter. Um, yeah. So he's like, you should get on some dating sites and whatever. And Daryl's like, oh. And then it's like clear that he was like part of my like that he was putting a lot of pressure on that one date and this yeah. one connection because it was d- directly connected to his experience of realizing that he was bisexual and coming out um and i relate to that because when i w- was on the dating apps years later um i and also and just like dating um i felt myself putting a lot of pressure on any connection i had with somebody who was not a man because i was like if this works out that means i'm queer and we've like talked about that on the show it's very difficult to foster any kind of relationship under that kind of pressure that's like a lot to bring to an initial conversation or first date um and they don't get into it like a ton they like pretty quickly after 
that conversation they kind of you know they get together and they're happy and life is good for a bit um but I liked seeing that that like somebody who was had no (laughs) why Josh was like I didn't come out till I was 12 those were the dark times or something like that um but somebody who's been out for a long time being like I you need to take a little bit of time and like you know this isn't about me this is about a change for you and Jello being like it's all the same though like (laughs) you mean I'm gay you know um which I really so I liked to see that that was cool yeah it's um this show has a lot of relationship diversity yeah so Daryl is older than Y Joe um probably by like 20 years I don't know yeah I assume that that I would I'm assuming that Daryl is like 40 and that Y Joe is in his 20s so it might be yeah 15 15 maybe um yeah actually so they went to Josh and Rebecca went to summer camp at 16 the show is 10 years later that would make them 26 26 yeah so we don't know exactly how old Daryl is he could be the the mustache could be aging him up I think it is I think it is because we're supposed to think that I mean it's a tv show we're supposed to think that like Josh and Rebecca are the same age but like Daryl and Rebecca are sort of the same place like career wise I I don't know also Paula is like you're like my daughter and I'm like but I I'm not sure I mean, I think that's a in a relationship, not in a. I don't think Paula is old enough to have birthed. No, no, no. Rebecca. But she has, she has like a teenage son. Yes. Yeah. Um. But yes, to your point, they are there is there's a, some a amount of age, age difference. difference. Yeah. Um, and I'm just assuming that, um, goofy dad with a mustache is, yeah, forty. <laughs> that's fair. Um. I also think that's maybe the only, could I be wrong? I think that's the only relationship on the show that is not interracial. White Josh is white, we know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and um, Daryl is, is white. Also, one-eighth Chippewa, Chippewa yeah. which he's very invested in. Yeah. Which the show has <laughs> much to say about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but like Rebecca's character is Jewish, uh, Josh is Filipino, Valencia is Latina, Latina. um, Heather, um, her parents are interracial couple, they're, she's a black dad and a white mom, um, Paula, who's a white woman, uh, so Paula and her husband, I guess, are both white. Yes. Um, but he's sort of he's not that important in the show (laughs) (laughs) no but paula um at one point in season one when her marriage like she's not feeling very connected to her husband um she like falls for this like very hunky um black man who um is one of their clients and he's into jazz music and he's very classy yeah um he's a his status is preferred there's a whole song about it um and as somebody who is in an interracial relationship particularly i'm a white woman in a relationship with a black man um i notice those things a lot more than i probably would have the first time that i watched the show um because it is still now relatively rare Mm -hmm. to see um 
not as rare as it was i think when the show came out but still not the default um and it's cool to see that this show's default is like people across cultures across races um i guess rebecca does date white men at various points but not it's not oh yeah her and greg on another show like there would be one couple with yeah a difference in race or cultural background and this yeah. show is like that's the norm yeah which i appreciate yeah um yeah it's an orientation i think that um is not the same as but is conscious and probably and related to the choice to orient the show towards queerness um i mean like to have multiple bisexual characters and a gay character are you kidding hello look at us yeah um it's just really cool i'm realizing that this show has a lot in common with schitt's creek in the way that it situates itself yeah in the world that's a really good connection i love schitt's creek uh i'm gonna rewatch that next after i finish (laughs) girlfriend um but yeah i just i don't know i really like that um so we have daryl who's bisexual um very minor character maya is also bisexual she is like it's her first day on the job when daryl does his <laughs> getting by um display at an all-company meeting and she very earnestly is like hi everyone it's my first company meeting like you know i want to in- introduce myself i like kale salads or whatever and daryl's <laughs> like shut up it's not about you and then he does a song and then she's like wow this is so personal for our first day but I am also bisexual, and it's so great to see that this workplace is so accepting. And he's like, it's not about you, Maya. It's about me. <laughs> Which, honestly, I'm like, uh, this is the bisexual representation that I want. I'm like, this is my turn. I have the microphone. <laughs> I'm the special one. Your turn will come. <laughs> so funny. Um, and she's, I think, on the show for longer, but she's a relatively minor character. Um yeah. And Valencia, who we have been talking about, spoiler alert, obviously she and Josh break up at some point. And um, later, pretty late into the show, towards the end of the third season, which is the final season. Um, there are she- four seasons. There's four seasons? There are four seasons. Should I not watch Have you them? also not watched <laughs> the fourth season? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> so, Wait, hold I, on. <laughs> as is my custom, uh-huh. haven't seen the end of this show are you sure uh yes i'm positive <laughs> i just opened this is relevant i just opened up my phone to google how many seasons are in crazy ex-girlfriend and my last google search was for the straight pride flag because my <laughs> sister didn't realize that there she didn't believe me that there's a straight pride <laughs> a straight pride flag so i had to send it to her um, yes there are four seasons and wow. i have not seen the final season and I think maybe the last couple of episodes of the third season I haven't seen. I've definitely seen some of it. This makes sense why you were like, oh, you haven't seen the third season. I was like, no, I just haven't seen the yeah. last season. <laughs> oh, my God. I am so happy that there is more crazy ex-girlfriend for me. <laughs> yeah, I think I only watched the first three. But I watched it on Netflix. Yeah, four seasons. It oh. ran from 2015 okay. to 2019. So I started watching this show in 2016. So it was a year behind. Yeah, I must not have seen it because I watched it probably in 2017, 2018. So I must have watched whatever was on Netflix and not, not the last season. <gasps> wow. You're I'm welcome. so lucky. Wow, I can't believe you've been yeah. out here being like, and that was the, 
Because, like, I mean, I don't know how the show ends, but they knew it was ending. Yeah. So I'm sure it's a more complete ending yeah. than whatever you saw. Yeah. Wow. This is so good. <laughs> this is so good. I love that we got this on air. Me too. Wow. I'm smiling from ear to ear. <laughs> how good. Yeah, you um, have 18 means- more. I think it's 18. Wow. We get even more gay Valencia. Or queer Valencia. So anyway, so Valencia um shows up sort of like with the girl um they like they meet and you see there's like some chemistry um and um she was with josh for 15 years which honestly like that is that's a pipeline the like (laughs) uh staying with your high school boyfriend for too long and then realizing that you're queer that's a pipeline um we love that representation um but yeah she like meets a girl and to my knowledge i haven't seen the four seasons so maybe they get into it um but she doesn't put a label on it at least for, again from what i saw um the only person who's weird about it a little bit is josh but not because he's homophobic he's just like oh i didn't know this was the thing <laughs> yeah um and it's cute and we love it for her um and earlier in the first season um there is a scene where uh, Rebecca and Valencia are like besties for an episode um, and they're at a club and Rebecca starts to like kiss Valencia and at first Valencia is cool with it and then Rebecca tries to fully make out <laughs> with her and then she's not cool with it um, and it was, there's a lot going on in the scene I was like thinking about how um, one of the things Valencia says is she's I mean it's like funny it's not like a yes it's a lighthearted scene um, but she's like, we were kissing. We were she's, cute. It was kissing. cute. It was for attention, not yeah. not like for real. Yeah. And like the way that she said it, I was like, this reaction seems low. Like there seems there's a lot going. There's on a lot here. happening here. Yeah. <laughs> um, and she makes a comment about like, how come everybody always just wants to have sex with me? And I'm like, everybody. Interesting. Um, that like later that could be the kind of planting of a seed of commentary for her but i'm like also you've been in a monogamous relationship for 15 years um there's just a lot going on it's very interesting um but there's an interview uh where rachel bloom was talking about doing rachel bloom plays rebecca bunch and she's one of, she's the co-creator of the show yeah brilliant her and alina brush mckenna uh brilliant women should write more shows mm-hmm. writing is much better anyways um Rachel Bloom does an interview about the scene and she was like, oh yeah, I was so excited to kiss a woman. I'd never kissed a woman before and I was so excited to do it. And I was like, I've never been straight, (laughs) but I just feel, I was surprised that Rachel Bloom. Yeah. I just assumed that she was. Yeah. I'm like, you're so talented. There's no way (laughs) that you're a heterosexual. Sorry. (laughs) Um, But uh, I was like, I've never been straight, but I feel like if you're excited to kiss another woman maybe you're also just getting yeah. by you know <laughs> i'm doing a i'm doing a suggestive shrug yeah, yeah. <laughs> um so funny but it's cool to see that and again like it's not a show that um doesn't acknowledge queerness because um you know we we have an anthem about getting by um but it's sort of a show that um consciously the characters and the cast like get to be themselves without a lot of like queer trauma 
attached to it. Yeah. I got distracted. I was thinking about Hector's relationship with his mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a whole other episode. That's the thing. <laughs> so, so, so good. I feel like I could talk about the show for hours and hours and hours. Um, I would like to just describe every single episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let us know if you want that. Just kidding. There, there has to be a rewatch episode or a, re- a rewatch um, show. Probably. Show. Also, um, some of the great, like, on picket line content to come mm-hmm. out of the um the writers and actors strikes i think it was specifically at the writer strike um rachel bloom was like very active and there's definitely a video of her and the actress who plays valencia whose name i don't know and they like sang, i think they sang a song from the show um so that's also um, like so good bonus content. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I did um, gather some uh, links to some articles to read to refresh because I hadn't seen what I thought was the last <laughs> season of the show <laughs> in a while. Um, so I'll put a few of those in the episode description in case you were curious. Yeah. Um, there's a lot, like I said, there's a lot written about it. A thing that I will say is if you're like, uh, this sounds interesting, but I'm not sure if I want to watch the show. All of the people that I have recommended it to have been a little hesitant to watch it. And I just was like, okay, but like, it's really good. And then they did watch it and they loved it. Yeah. So do with that what you will, Mm -hmm. but I have a good record. Yeah. (laughs) It's so good. Um, Maybe we'll do another episode later in life when I've watched the last season. (laughs) I mean, I would also like to watch the last season. Great, 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 great. Yeah, we'll do it. Um, but yeah, I'll put those links in the description um, in case you want to read more. Um, if you have seen the show, let us know what you think. We would love to hear. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Sorry. I just felt like we should like, s- like I wanted to like yeah. s- sing us out, but I was like, I don't know how you, you can't really like sing yeah. goodbye. At least we can. I mean, you, but like it doesn't, we don't have like a. <laughs> you keep doing this thing with your arm. <laughs> You're doing a lot of, you know, whenever we do something that has to do with like music and theater, you become a theater kid again. Evan's doing a lot of arm movement that's beautiful and expressive. And if we were the kind of podcast that had a YouTube channel, you all would love it. But I just get to enjoy it here alone. Yeah. I think what I'm saying is we don't have, um, we don't have music. Like we're not for us. To, if we just each independently saying goodbye, that would be we bad. would be singing it different. Like it wouldn't be the same. Yeah. That, uh-huh. that arm motion was like music to carry us through. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, um, so I was kicked out of singing school when I was a child. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so this is bringing up something for me, but it's okay. I'm going to, I'm going to push through. <laughs> it's okay. We don't, we don't, we don't have to. Sing. No, it's okay. We can. Um, yeah. We can just like let like you know just a little sing songy. You yeah, know? totally. Okay, <laughs> yeah. I'm so glad we had this conversation on the mic. This is important. People, mm-hmm. let us know, people, if you like to hear this. I think they do. I think they like the behind the scenes, <laughs> the bipod after dark. Um, but yeah, go watch Crazy Ex Girlfriend and um, report back to us. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Good goodbye. <laughs>
thanks for listening to this episode. The Bipod is made possible by our patrons, including Bipod Babe level supporters like Christy Rodriguez Rivas and Shauna Austin. You can find us on Instagram at The Bipod and on our website, thebipod.com. This show is produced and edited by me. And our theme song is Coming Home by Snowflake.